So speaking of our lovely Red Sox, um, if I had to pick a team that I think is in probably the best situation, in best situation is not even the right word, I guess, to miss the playoffs, it's the Boston Red Sox. All right, welcome to the 54th episode of Clubhouse Combos. It's your host, Colin Scully, as usual, uh, joined by my good friend, Evan Mullins, via Zoom today. Yeah, how are you, Colin? Good? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm good. And uh, my other good friend, Connor Newman. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm actually I'm doing the pod from my desk today, not my bed. So I know, it's rare. I, I'm not used to you sitting. Well, I am used <laughs> to you sitting, but against your bed wall. <laughs> And uh, our final good friend, Dan Hayes. How are you doing today, buddy? How's physical therapy? Uh, pretty good. Uh, PT kicked my ass, won't lie, um, but that's good. Um, today was the first day of spring practice for the boys. So oh, nice. um, pretty exciting besides the fact that we had to wake up at five, but uh, football is slightly back for us. It was also like, what, 30 degrees this morning? Oh, it was like 20 here in yeah. Springfield. That was fun. Fucking cold. <laughs> Uh, so this pod is going to be our full 30-team MLB power rankings, as well as our awards predictions. I believe next week we have an interview lined up, uh, similar format to what we did last year, running through the standings, um, you know, win-loss projections for each team. So look forward to that. But for this week, we're going to go with the 30-team power ranking. So Dan, I'll let you throw up that graphic. And Newman has prepared some lovely questions for us as we walk through here. Yeah, so for those who listen to our Gridiron um, 32 team wrap up, we're kind of going to do this a little similar. So I've grouped the teams into uh, tiers of six teams, and I have prepared a couple questions for each tier. So as Dan reveals our our bottom most tier, uh, starting at the bottom, 30th, we have the Pittsburgh Pirates, 29th, Baltimore Orioles, 28th, Arizona Diamondbacks, 27th, Oakland A's, 26th, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, and the 25th. Uh, teams the Colorado Rockies six teams that I think we can all agree are not really trying to win this year um, so questions I have for this tier how many of these six teams do you see hitting the 70 win mark um, according to Vegas there are three teams uh, that are supposed to hit underneath uh, being the D-backs the Orioles and the Pirates so do you think how many think uh, these teams will hit the 70 win mark and is there a team amongst this group that you actually would consider watching this year um, should we go, uh, me, Evan, Dan, and then back to Newman? Um, I'd mm-hmm. say, fuck. I mean, I don't know if any of them reach 70 wins. I think like numerically they have to, for the standings to make sense. Like these teams have to win some games. Um, but obviously, like you said, Newman, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Arizona, garbage, uh, Oakland has traded away their two best players. Cincinnati has traded away. Uh, two, their two best players and Colorado is kind of a wild card for me because they win a fair amount of games at home just with the elevation they're used to playing in that kind of uh, environment 
Plus, they just signed Chris Bryant. I feel like he's going to provide a big boost to that lineup, kind of replace Story's production. I think Colorado probably has the best chance to eclipse 70 wins, but I don't know if any of them will. Um, I think two of these teams eclipse 70 wins. I would say the Rockies. I agree with Colin. I mean, they were actually a very good home team last year. I don't know what their exact record was, but it was actually like middle of the pack uh, when they were kind of a bottom-tier team. I think they won maybe 73 last year, and obviously adding Bryant I think is big. Uh, so I would say them and the Oakland A's. I just think it's more of a culture thing there. I think they're they're just never going to be in the bottom five. I had them a little well, bit higher. Um, I know they lost their manager, but again, it's still kind of the same. Um, it just feels like this is a team that can't really be terrible. I mean, they were good last year. I know they lost Chapman and I know they lost Olsen, but I just I would still give the A's a little bit more of a boost uh, than twenty seven. Uh, those other four teams though, Reds. Diamondbacks, Orioles, Pirates, nope. Um, and I would maybe watch uh, – I mean, not really any team by choice, but if I had to pick, I'd probably say the Rockies. <laughs> um, I'm more obviously the casual fan here, so um, my, I guess, in-depth analysis is just not going to be there. But I, I'd have to say I think the Rockies and the Reds, just looking at their lineups and looking at least some of the top pitchers that they have, I think they will at least get the 70 wins um, in terms of – if I'd watch any of these teams, I don't think I would watch any of them. Just obviously being more casual than you guys. Um, I like what the Rockies have at least on paper and kind of what the Reds have on paper. And obviously I, I can't go too in depth of why, but I guess when I just look at these lineups, it's, it's better obviously than this bottom four with the A's, the Diamondbacks, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So um, I'd have to say at least the Rockies and the Reds have some sort of glimmer of hope for this season. Is there a team you'd watch out of these six? No, not at all. Oh. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys. I do think the A's probably hit 70 wins. So I'd say three teams. I think Rockies, Reds, A's would probably hit 70 wins. Uh, I just think they have enough pitching. Granted, you know, the A's could trade Montas or Manaya at any point and totally scrap their season. But I think these guys have enough uh, in their lineup left to at least win a couple games. I think I'd probably watch the Reds. I mean, they have Luis Castillo when he's on. He's fun to watch. I mean, trading away Winker, you lose a lot of entertainment value there, but they have some players. Tyler Naquin was good last year. They've got, you know, Joey Votto. What's up, Scully? Um, I would say if there was one player uh, on these six teams that I would like to watch, it would be Jonathan India. I think he's going to have a monster year for them. Um, you got something? I was going to ask you, uh, do you plan on uh, maybe employing Luis Castillo to your fantasy team again this year? Is that out of the question? You know, I think, I think I'm going to have to take a pass on him this year, unless <laughs> the value's right. I'd rather target uh, amongst the reds, definitely Jonathan India or, you know, a Joey Votto, a uh, late first base guy that I think I'm, I think I'm out on Castillo this year. What's up, I don't care if I have to take India in the first round of fucking getting him again. Oh, <laughs> No, dude, he's like plus. He's like plus thirty five hundred to win MVP. Like he's in there. Well, why don't you bet him? I mean, no one's gonna in their right mind take him first round. Here, I can maybe assign you to pick twelve if you'd like. So maybe you can get India and then the back to back. (laughs) No, I won't take him in the first round, but I really do want him on my team again. I was just not disappointed on on the keepers because we have new guys coming in, but I was looking forward to having him again. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our our next to worst here. Uh, these next six teams as Dan removes the little rectangles. <laughs> yeah, 
one more. There you go. Um, so as we continue, 24th, we have the Washington Nationals, 23rd, Kansas City Royals, 22nd, Texas Rangers, 21st, Miami Marlins, 20th, Chicago Cubs, and the 19th team, the Cleveland now Guardians, uh, with their ugly logo, I find. Um, six teams that definitely aren't in the bottom of the barrel. They've made some moves. I know the Rangers brought in those huge middle infielders. I know a couple other teams have added pieces um, but this is last year where we found the Giants uh, in most people's power rankings. Um, so I'm curious if you have a team amongst these six that could be next year's Giants. And on the flip side, is there a team that's going to fall into the bottom six by year's end from this group? Um, for me, I would say Washington could fall into the bottom six. Just lack of fucking MLB talent on that roster outside of Soto, Bell. Um, they still have Corbin, right? Yeah. Strasburg, so maybe maybe not. Um, two teams that I kind of like going into this year, I guess three. Like I don't hate Kansas City. I think they have some good young pieces, Bobby Witt Jr. in in particular, um, and they were a pretty competitive team up until like August last year. I mean, they were somewhat in the hunt in the AL Central, definitely the weakest division in baseball in my opinion. Um, so I think they could do a couple a couple good things here and there this upcoming season. I like Texas. They also had a John Gray, who I think is a pretty forgotten addition because it happened so early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very curious to see how he performs outside of Colorado for a full year. Obviously, pitchers tend to struggle there, give up more home runs just due to the elevation. Um, I'm interested to see how he plays this year. And I, I also like Chicago. Um kind of in that transitional period between winning and rebuilding but i like the addition of stroman uh they brought in suzuki who i'm intrigued to watch so i think there are some decent teams in this tier um but none none that i see on the giants level of last year i don't see any of these teams winning 100 plus games uh i don't either um but I am high on one specific team uh, in this list that I think I would not be shocked to see them in the playoffs. And I think that they could actually maybe make some noise, surprise a lot of people. Um, so I'm going to say it now on this podcast. Um, I think the Cubs have a good shot to actually be very good. I would not be surprised if they won 85, 90 games. Um, I really kind of like what they did in the offseason. Um, address the bullpen, right? They got They brought in Michael Givens. Uh, who's really good. Wade Miley was another early guy who that who they traded for. Um, Drew Smiley looks really good uh, so far uh, since being there, right? Um, Contreras is still there. They brought, brought in Nick Madrigal. Uh, Frank Schwindel hit like 330 last year. I'm really high on him as well. Nico Hornier, he hits like 300 plus. Uh, Clint Frazier, who's a guy that could baby boom into something. Suzuki. Ian Happ. So I think there's pieces here in Chicago for them to actually be pretty good. I would say about 85 wins, and I would not be surprised if it was higher. So they're, um, they're a team I would be excited to watch this year. Um, again, Colin noted some of the Texas signings um, of note. Um, so they, you know, they could peak, but again, that's a tough division. So um, yeah, I think Washington and Kansas City would probably be the wor- two worst teams here, but uh, it's kind of my thoughts on this uh, six. Uh, from the casual point of view, um, I, I feel like the Texas Rangers of this list um, or of these six, I guess, um, stand out just because of how much money they spent this offseason, as you guys have kind of alluded to. Um, they get um, they get Simeon, they get, what is it, Seager. Um, 
So you get two big signings in the middle of the infield. Um, I just feel like obviously the Cubs, as you said, Evan, they get Suzuki and they get a lot of other players. Um, so I guess those would be the two teams. Um, the other teams are just kind of middling and that's why they're so low in our rankings. Um, but uh, really the only team that stands out to me is the Texas Rangers. Um, and as in terms of dropping into the bottom six, I would have to say Kansas city. Um, I'm, I'm just not as high on the Royals, I think. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I don't think Kansas City is very good. And outside of, of Bobby Witt Jr., they really don't have much talent. I don't expect Salvi Perez to, you know, replicate that insane season he had last year. And the pitching really isn't there for them. So I'd probably pick uh, the Royals. Same with the, the Rangers. I know they brought in those two guys, but their pitching is pretty abysmal. Um, and outside of Seager and Simeon, they don't really have a lot of hitting. Um, as for the team, I think can make a jump. No one's touched on them yet. I'm going to go with the Miami Marlins. Uh, their pitching staff is pretty fucking good i mean alcantara one of my favorite players i'll be reaching on him again this year uh, in fantasy uh but trevor rogers pablo lopez sixto sanchez like that's a pretty formidable rotation dylan floro can close games you got jazz chisholm he kind of broke out last year we'll see if he can uh, recreate that season and they brought in jorge soler and i think he's a he was a huge part of the braves success at the come playoff time so I really like their roster as well as the Cubs, uh, which you guys touched on. Suzuki, we'll see what he does. Um, and I fucking love Marcus Stroman. So we'll see um, how they do. What's up, Scully? Avisiel Garcia as well in Miami. He had a very good year for Milwaukee last year. So I, I agree with yeah. you. I do like the pieces they added. To me, it's just a tough division, NL East. Yeah, I know. Phillies, Braves, and Mets, it's kind of tough. But we'll see. Okay. We'll go to the middle of the pack um our 13 through 18 so we have at 18 we have the detroit tigers 17 minnesota twins 16 angels 15 st louis cardinals 14 seattle mariners and 13 the philadelphia phillies so with the new mlb expanded playoffs uh at 12 teams now these are kind of the six teams that are going to be on the outskirts looking in uh, in our opinion so is there a team amongst this group that you think could find its way into the playoffs? And on that team, can you think of a player that's going to either make or break their playoff push? Who's the X factor for them this year? Uh, to me, I think five of these six teams could make a push. I don't see Minnesota doing much this year. They were 21st in my rankings. I don't really love the roster. I know you added Correa, but I don't like the pitching very much. You traded away Barrios. I mean, who's their number one? I couldn't even tell you right now. Um, Sonny Gray, maybe Sonny Gray and Dylan Bundy. Yeah, but yeah, I, see, I, okay. I don't like that. Sonny Gray had a terrible year last year. Uh, one, a couple. I mean, I like all of these teams. I think Detroit can make some noise. They're fun. I, if I had to pick a team to watch, it might be them out of this crew. Um, but Phillies, I really liked what they did this offseason. I'll touch upon uh, a couple of those players that they added later on when we get to awards. Uh, and on Seattle's end, that lineup is scary now with Winker and Suarez. I like what they've done a lot. They also added um, what's his fucking name? Robbie Ray. Um, so I like what Seattle's done a lot. St. Louis, kind of a wild card to me. Uh, they had that super big win streak in late August, early September where they really made a push to make the playoffs. You get Flaherty for a full season. You hope Arenado can bounce back. He had kind of a rough start to the year. Um and guys like Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader really came on last year. So I think uh, St. Louis is an interesting one to watch. And I guess since I've touched upon all the other five, I should say something about the Angels as well. Um, I like the addition of Syndergaard. I don't know if he's a $20 million 
kind of pitcher at this point. He hasn't pitched in the last two years. Um, he was probably my X factor for them in terms of, you know, if they make the playoffs, he's going to have to have a great year. But I think all of these teams have a, a decent shot at making some noise. Um, as far as the team to watch, I would say Seattle. Um, I'm going to be honest. I had Seattle in my top 10. Uh, I think they're actually going to be pretty damn good. Obviously, bringing in a Cy Young Award winner from a short year ago, I think says a lot uh, in Robbie Ray. Um, Newman, uh, as I'm sure you know, right, the infield's good. I would expect Kellenick to take a step forward. Kyle Lewis is back, bringing in Winker Suarez. So that gives some pop to the lineup. Uh, they have a solid rotation. Obviously, Chris Flexen had a good year last year. Uh, the bullpen was Seawald and and obviously Castillo's there now, Giles and, and Logan Gilbert probably going to break out. So I'm pretty high on Seattle. I think they're a top 10 team. Uh, the other team that I had a little bit higher was Philly. I had them at 11. Uh, I think they'll be pretty good. Seattle, I had nine. Um, so I would say Seattle, the, kind of the X factor I would say was probably Kyle Lewis, if he can stay healthy and maybe make an impact. Um and even Suarez, right, if he can hit above 200 and kind of hit 35 bombs, I think that's probably what they're looking for out of him. Um, the casual view, as I've been saying. Um, I, I really like the Phillies this year. Um, it, it's just kind of been a feel for me, and I know obviously some people would probably say Philly bias. I, I'm a Red Sox fan, not a Phillies fan, but I really like uh, Philadelphia's lineup when you just look at it on paper. Um like Bryce Harper, uh, JT Realmuto, uh, Reese Hopkins, you get Schwarber. Um, I know pitching's kind of been a problem for them. Uh, I know they've made some signings this offseason to kind of address that. So I really like Philly. Um, really think they have a good shot to make the playoffs. Um, when I look at the other teams, um, I mean, obviously the playoffs will be slightly expanded, but none of them kind of get me as as excited as the Phillies do. And a team I think I'm probably a little higher on, and it's not really that warranted. It's the Detroit Tigers. Um, I think I saw a stat last season. If you took out their like month of April, they're actually a pretty decent team um, down the stretch. So uh, I, I think this year going in, you get Javi Baez. Um, obviously, they're in on Correa, but to kind of get Javi Baez, just add some talent. The, the Tigers could make some noise to maybe make playoffs. I don't think it will happen, but I'm a little higher on them. Castellanos, it's a sin to mention Philly and not mention him. Fair enough. Always hitting home runs at the best time. <laughs> um, uh, he was arrested it, for a DUI and a single to right field by Castellanos <laughs> knocks in a run. Yeah, that was good the other day. Um, I actually think all six of these teams could make it into the playoffs. I think I'm a little higher on the Twins, though I think I had them at around 16 or 15, but I think they have a, a good enough roster to just maybe squeak in. Obviously hopeful for my Mariners. Um, love to see you know Julio Rodriguez make his debut. Um, if anyone steals Logan Gilbert from me in the draft, there will be words because I fucking need that guy. Um, but the we'll team, I wanna, there will be consequences. I have his jersey now. I will throw hands but i think for me i agree with dan the philadelphia phillies i think have a real good shot of making it in and if they do for me my x factor is going to be aaron nola I mean, his era last year in the upper fours led the league in home runs allowed so i think you know if he can find his form from a couple of years ago where he was a dominant pitcher uh you know you have zach wheeler who kind of broke onto the scene last year as a, almost a cy young winner um, he's dealing with some arm soreness now. So if he's forced to miss some time, Nola's really going to have to step up in the early season. If the Phillies have any chance of, you know, competing in that tough division and a, a 
tough uh, NL. So I'll go with the Phillies. Um, one note here, because obviously I got all the power rankings. Um, I'm pretty sure between Colin, myself, and Connor, um, we all had, I believe it was the Phillies, the Mariners, and maybe the Cardinals and Angels all in the same exact spot. I'm not entirely sure which group of teams, but there were four teams in this middle tier that we had in the same exact order. Evan, your rankings were completely different than almost everybody else. Oh, they usually are. I can give you (laughs) one. I had Philly 12, San Francisco 13, St. Louis 14, Seattle 15, Angels 16. So I was It may have been that 14, 15, 16, if I remember. Yeah, that's pretty much what I had. So. Yeah, I think that's why I had. So it was that. But like, so th- this middle tier, I feel a lot of people kind of view the same way besides Evan. Hello. <laughs> idiot. Well, hey, I nothing's was... happened yet, Colin. Before you can call me an idiot, let's see it play out. Yeah, season hasn't even started yet. You're an idiot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right we, so we'll move to our, our upper 12 here, um, starting with seven through 12. So we have at 12, San Diego Padres, 11, New York Yankees, uh, much to the dismay of Dan's roommate, as so we've heard. Um, 10, San Francisco Giants, 9, Houston Astros, 8, our Boston Red Sox, and 7, the Milwaukee Brewers. So these theoretically would be six playoff teams, considering they're in our top 12. Is there a team in this group that you think will end up missing the playoffs? And can you name either a position group or an area of weakness for them that will really hurt them this year? Uh, anyone who listens to this podcast know I milked the San Francisco Giants balls until they were empty last year, uh, rode them all yeah. the way through the season. To me, they're the team that misses in this group. Um, you lose Posey, you lose Bryant, who was big down the stretch. I think there's a question mark on whether Crawford, Belt can repeat their seasons. Uh, I mean, Yastrzemski's kind of come – in my opinion, Yastrzemski's the best hitter on this team, and he's like a 280 to 300 hitter. Um, I just don't know if they're going to be able to compete with the Dodgers and the Padres like they did last year. I see San Francisco being last year's San Diego, where they're in the hunt for most of the season, but then drop off towards the end. I actually really like San Diego this year, and it's not because of the roster, which is pretty much unchanged. It's because Bob Melvin is in – what do you mean, Evan? Oh, I just laugh. I like San San Diego, not because of the roster. I mean, usually it's because of the roster you like the team. Well, I think it was a good roster to begin with, but I think Bob Melvin is the perfect guy to make sure everybody's playing their role on this team. Like, I think if he brings that Oakland Athletics mentality where, like, kind of like the Giants last year, like everybody had a role, everybody did it well. That's what Oakland was so successful with in the last five, ten years making runs even just wildcard appearances with not any superstars on their team. Um, And San Diego has some superstars, so I think they could rise in the rankings. Um, For me, Yankees and Astros are, again, like kind of question marks. I think they both make the playoffs. Um, But, I mean, the Yankees play in a really hard division. The AL East is, is not an easy division anymore to win. It's not. Boston and New York at the top every single year. I mean, Tampa's been there too, but um, they all East is really tough. And I don't love the Yankees pitching staff. As for Houston, you lose Correa. It's a big loss. Um, so I don't know. But I, I have no problem with these rankings. I had Milwaukee 7, Boston 8. Um, I like Milwaukee a lot this year. Hopefully Yelich bounces back too. 
Um, for me, the team that I would oh, I drop my pen. Uh, the team that I think would fall out would be the Padres. Um, so I kind of disagree a little bit with Colin on this. Um, I have a few reasons. One, they did not move on or upgrade from Eric Hosmer and Will Myers, players who they tried to trade, weren't able to. Uh, I know that they brought in Voight, but again, that's with the DH, right? And I still would expect Myers and Hosmer to play. I think they're just past their primes, and I think the Padres would have benefited from moving on. And you look at the rotation. I mean, the rotation, this is a rotation that I know they uh, made a pitching coach change, but this is a rotation that really underperformed last year. Chris Paddock wasn't anything special. Snell wasn't great, especially at the beginning of the year. Darvish, he was okay. Um, You know, Clevenger comes back. Is he healthy? Will he be what he was in Cleveland? I don't know. Uh, I think the bullpen still has some question marks. So they're a team that I could see uh, falling out in a competitive and a West, and I'm just higher on the Giants than Colin is. So go ahead, Colin. Um, I mean, if you, if you listen to those four names you just listed, if all four of those guys pitch to three-fourths of their potential, that's one of the best top fours in the league. So I see I mean, what you're listen, saying. I see it's a fair saying, argument. But... It's a fair argument, right? I just think I, I'm not as certain of that possibility as I think you are. As, both are fair points. Um, I just think the Padres would be that team to kind of fall out. Um, I like the the rest of the teams. I would have liked to see the Sox a little bit higher. I'm really high for Red Sox, but uh, pitching, kind of ugh, pitching, ugh. I just think they'll outscore everybody. That's kind of my opinion. But God, Dan. So speaking of our lovely Red Sox, um, if I had to pick a team that I think is in probably the best situation in best situations, not even the right word, I guess, to miss the playoffs, it, it's the Boston Red Sox. I mean, this AL East is wicked competitive. And this pitching staff, screw you, Bloom. it absolutely sucks. Um, I understand we get Trevor Story, and listen, I was pounding the table for him to get Trevor Story finally make a big move, but this pitching staff is just not good. Um, I mean, Chris Sale's going to be missing time, and even if he comes back, we kind of saw it towards the end of last year, he's really just not reliable. You have Nate Evaldi, who I think we all kind of trust. Um, Nick Pavetta, we'll have to see if he could do it again. And then really after that, I, I feel it falls off in terms of quality. Um, you lose Eddie Rodriguez in free agency. Um, you had Perez last year and I'm kind of happy he's gone, but now you replace that with Rich Hill. Who's like 44 years old. You bring in Waka Waka, um, from Tampa Bay. Um, I am just really not confident in this starting rotation. And then when you look at the bullpen, don't like, just don't look at the bullpen. It's terrible. Um, so I'm just not confident in this pitching staff. Yes, you can get all these runs with this lineup, but we've seen at times this lineup just kind of goes dormant. Um, that's just how baseball works. So this terrible pitching staff that seems to always blow it in, in the end of games, uh, it has me concerned, and especially with an, an AL East that's got deadly lineups left and right, obviously not including Baltimore, but um, it makes me scared. But the rest of these teams I like, um, and I hope the Sox make the playoffs, but they are definitely the team I think that is – maybe more likely to miss the playoffs given their situation. Yeah, I certainly get that. The, the, the pitching for the Red Sox really scares me. I think the first month, maybe two months without sale and James Paxton is really going to be telling as to how the season's going to go for the Sox, you know, can Rich Hill and Michael Walker make a difference. So I could consider them, but I think for me, it's either the Yankees or the Padres, the Padres bullpen kind of sucks. You lose Melanson who led the league in saves last year. Now you're relying on, either Pierce Johnson or Denelson Lamette to pick up saves and big spots for you. I'm not really sure that's going to happen. 
the Yankees for me, I just think they didn't really make any big moves. I think the infield is kind of underwhelming. You got Rizzo, who was fucking terrible for them last year. LeMahieu, who had a career worst year last year. IKF at short, he's okay. Good defender, can't hit. And Josh Donaldson is Josh Donaldson. You know, he's probably going to be beefing with Garrett Cole all year instead of, you know, hitting the ball. So I think the Yankees have a real chance to miss. Uh, Dan, I hope your roommate's not in the vicinity. But Charles <laughs> Newman would be shot. Apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think for me, the Yankees or the Padres, hopefully not the Red Sox, but I could see the Red Sox miss out. I mean, that pitching staff is pretty bad. And I know you can out just outscore teams, but at a certain point you need your, your staff to perform. So, I mean, there were games last year where they gave up like fucking 20 runs to Toronto, like multiple times. Well, I mean, I it's, think it's been an issue, but I, I actually have a little bit more faith in Hill and Walker. I, I was I just going to say that. I think we're kind of like putting Rich Hill out to the pasture. I know he's old and he doesn't throw hard, but this guy's a career innings eater when healthy. He, he can – give you five innings of one two-run ball every time he takes the mound. And I don't think the Red Sox can ask for much more until they get Paxton and sailed back. So, I don't know. I'd be interested to see. I mean, Houck's had a good spring training. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the rotation. Walker's performed well during the spring, too. So, we'll see. I would just say it's a shaky strategy to go into the year with no, how competitive your division is. It's a shaky strategy. And I get it. Time bloom. It's he kind of finds these guys diamond in a roughs kind of pieces it together, but I don't know. It, it's just, I guess not what usually used to from some of these top teams that have real aces. Obviously you hope sale comes back and Evaldi pitches lights out, but it, it's just not what you're used to. I think Haim also kind of has his hands tied a little bit right now where sale went down kind of, way after the starting pitching market had closed. So I don't know how many other great options there even are available at the moment. I'd be interested to see if they're in on the Oakland pitchers, if they do decide to move them. Yeah. I know Manaya is still being shopped, so. I don't think Manaya because he's a lefty, but. Yeah. He sucks at Fenway, by the way. Yeah, he's terrible. And it starts, he's like, he gets bombed at Fenway Park. Concerningly. No hit the Red Sox in Oakland, though. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. All right. Final tier. Um, top six. So we've got Chicago White Sox at six, the New York Mets at five, Tampa Bay Rays at four, the Toronto Blue Jays three, the Atlanta Braves at two, and of course the Los Angeles Dodgers at one. Uh, so we've got some contenders here. I'm curious how many of these six teams for you are realistically contenders? And can you think of either a free agent move or a trade that one of these teams made that is really going to help their odds to win a world series this year? Um, for me, first off, I had white Sox at two. Um, I think they're the best team in the AL. Um, uh, six feels a little low for me. Uh, in terms of Toronto, Tampa, I actually had Tampa three, Toronto five. Um, I guess that's kind of like up to up to you. I think they're very similar. They'll probably finish right around the same number of wins. Uh, one move that I think could help them win a World Series, I think the Matt Olson trade for Atlanta. Uh, if anyone's going to put up a fight with LA this year, I think it's Atlanta, Milwaukee, or New York. These these three other teams we have listed here on in our top seven. Um, I mean, if you want a move that's going to win your World Series, it's got to be Freddie Freeman now uh, in L.A. That would probably be my answer. But I think White Sox, White Sox are underlooked this year. I know they lose uh, Rodon. Have they lost? Has he even signed yet? The Giants. 
Yes, Giants. that's right. That's right. Maybe I shouldn't be so low on the Giants. Um, <laughs> now I know they lose Rodon, but you, Kimbrel and and Hendricks, you're gonna win a lot of fucking games with those two pitching the eighth and ninth innings. So I believe Graveman as well, right, Newman? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I mean that is years. a lethal trio. Seven, eight, nine. If you're losing to Chicago, fucking turn around, and go back to the dugout, and say it's over. I actually have a different approach to the White Sox. Um, saw them play in the playoffs a short year ago. Was absolutely disgraced. I had them going past. And listen, there's just something about a Tony Larusa managed team that I just can't get inspired by. Um, so they, for me, are just not contenders. I don't have them in my top 10. I had them at 12. I just am not high on the White Sox. Even with um, a full season of Robert and Jimenez? Yep. I just – there's just something about this team. And, again, it maybe calling to your point about the Padres, it's a culture-type thing. I just am not it's, – it's a division right where – I don't know – they might, there's not another good team in the division. Is the that's thing. the problem? I think I might have had them first in the division, just very low. Um, like I said, Adam at twelve, I had them first in the division. So by that logic, there's just no competition there, and they might be able to feast there. So maybe that was me just not giving them enough wins. Uh, I guess within the division. Um, but yeah, White Sox. It's just something about that team. I just I, I'm not behind this year. Um, Dodgers, Braves, contenders, obviously Toronto and Tampa Bay, uh, Mets. Until they prove it, I think we got to wait and see. I mean, that, right? Getting shirts was so big, and all the all the other ads that they made. But um, yeah, I would say Scherzer's probably that one. If like he can really show up and pitch for the Mets, like they have a good shot with him and DeGrom. Um, my contenders from this top six is the top three teams in the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Blue Jays. I actually have the Blue Jays at two. Um. It's kind of sucks to say as a Sox fan, I'm all in on this Blue Jays team. I really like what they uh, what they did this offseason. Um, and, like, I think they're the best team in the AL. I think they will go uh, probably to the World Series. Um, that's just how high I, I am on them. I won't guarantee it because it is baseball. Um, but if I had to pick right now, that would be my team from the AL. And then in the NL, I, I think it's going to be between the Braves and the Dodgers again. Um, I think the Dodgers get the better of them this time. Um but those are definitely my top three teams. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, for me, I, I just like the Blue Jays, man. When you've got a, a fucking rotation now with Ryu, Barrios, fucking Alec Manoa, Kikuchi, and Kevin Gosman, like you just you picked up two number one guys from other teams and added it to an already stacked rotation. You have Jordan Romano on the back end. I think he's pretty solid and obviously. to be you know get bringing in freeman has to be the biggest signing of the year or yeah of this offseason um like what the braves did you know i still think their bullpen is really good you bring in jansen um and their rotation is always solid so for me those three teams obviously you can't i fucking rotation with Degrom and scherzer you can't count them out and you know they added a lot of pieces as well i had the white Sox at four evan you're on crack for putting them outside your top 10 but i mean I agree. I don't think they have what it takes to win in the playoffs, but I mean, they're still going to be a top team. That's easily the weakest division in baseball. They'll fucking walk. That's probably what, that's probably where I went wrong. Um, Should have calculated more wins within the division, I guess, considering they they were the best team in that division at 12. So. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's those top three teams. 
uh, funny note. So after I put Evan's uh, power rankings in the Excel spreadsheet, and I, I sent the, his power rankings to my roommate and he walks over to my room and he goes, what the hell did I just read? Um, he was very upset with the Yankees and he was dumbfounded with the, uh, the White Sox. So that's why they pay me the big bucks. No, they don't pay you anything, buddy. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that will conclude the uh, 30 team power rankings. Dan, great work on the graphic. Exciting to see that on the IG. Uh, we'll move on to awards. Do you guys want to just go AL first, NL second, or do you want to go sure. award by award? Oh, we can do conference. All right. So starting in the AL, uh, Cy Young, we'll go Evan Newman, Dan, me. Okay. Uh, Newman noted him a little bit earlier. There's not really anyone that stands out. I couldn't take Garrett Cole, but I did, really didn't want to. Um, I'm going to go Alec Noah in Toronto. Um, stats last year, nine wins, 127 strikeouts, 2.22, 1.05. a young kid who had a lot of hype around him last year when he was coming up, got the promotion, played very well in the big leagues, uh, really held his own in starts against the Yankees, even the Red Sox. So, Really like this kid, and I think he's going to break out in a big way in 2022, and I'm excited to watch him, and it's great for Toronto. I mean, Newman noted the rotation earlier. That's a wild pick. I kind of like it, though. His fastball is disgusting. Um, like you said, I can't pick Garrett Cole. Uh, I refuse to believe that he'll one day win that award, uh, and Shane Bieber, to me, is too injury-prone. I actually went with Lucas Giolito. I watched him a lot last year. He was on my fantasy team. He's got great stuff. His changeup is pretty much untouchable. Uh, and the White Sox have a great team. I also noted Dylan Cease, underrated guy. I think he has a chance. You know, fucking, he was lights out last year. I think one of those White Sox guys has a real chance of, of taking on the Cy Young for the AL. So I was definitely not prepared to make a Cy Young pick, but just looking at the odds um, from a casual point of view, um, I'm going to just go with, oh, God. I, I don't know. I, I'm getting a vibe from Lance McCullers from Houston. Um, that's going to be my pick. I just got a vibe about it, and we're going to stick with it. Yeah, Connor, I'm going with you. I can't pick any pitcher in the AL East. You just have to face those lineups too much. Uh, I'm going with Giolito as well. But I like the cease shout. I also think uh, Robbie Ray would be a decent sleeper if he can repeat what he did last year. Again, fairly tough division AL West. There's some good lineups out there, but um, I like what he has to offer as well. Uh, MVP. Vlad, I just don't have much else to say. I mean, his play last year spoke for itself, and I'd expect him to just have another incredible year north of the border. I mean, for me, it's Otani. I mean, any guy who can pitch, you know, 100-something innings and hit 40-plus bombs, I feel like it's a shoe in to win the, the MVP for every fucking year for the next 10 years. So can't pick against him. I'm going to go with Vladdy. I'm going with Rafael Devers. Uh, I think that he still has another step to take. I think he's that good. He's a phenomenal hitter. Um, was really right behind Vlad in terms of doubles, homers, RBIs, uh, average even. I think he has another step to take. And I think defensively, he's probably a little more valuable at third than Vlad is at first. So I think that could factor into it as well. Um, but Rafael Devers, my pick for MVP. Uh, rookie of the year. Bobby Witt, um, gonna be I got him in uh, the one league I've drafted in so far, gonna be an absolute phenom. Prospect number one in baseball, too talented for the Royals to lead him off the roster. 
Uh, already hit a three-run homer, hit another homer. I mean, this dude's something special. Easily Bobby. Yeah, I have to agree. That guy's a fucking beast. He's been mashing in uh, spring training so far, and the Royals desperately need him to, to play for him. So I know they're playing him a short, playing him a third. I think he's going to easily be in the lineup almost every day. So can't really pick against him. I hope Julio Rodriguez makes his debut sooner rather than later. I'd like to see him play. Uh, I'm going to go with Adley Rutschman. Decent pick. I'm actually going with Shane Bass, Tampa Bay pitcher. Uh, I think if Tampa wants to eclipse 100 wins again, they need a big season out of this kid. He was fucking balls in the playoffs. Kid really can pitch in any situation. He dominated the Red Sox a couple times in the regular season. Uh, really good stuff. And, and again, like Kevin Cash just like knows what he's doing with his pitchers. I think they'll have, their starting pitching will have success no matter who's pitching. So I think big season for Baz. Uh, manager of the year. Uh, Scott, sir, uh, it's either service or survey, Newman. I don't know how to say it. How do I say it? First one, service. Service. Uh, I'm going to go with him. He didn't win it last year, right, or did he? Okay, so, yeah, give it to him. I agree with you only because I'm optimistic for the season. So, we'll find out. Uh, whoever the Blue Jays manager is, I'm just going to go with him. Toyo. I am also going with Servas. <laughs> Surveys. Service. Service. I just found that out, fucking, dude. It's not how it's <laughs> fucking spelt. Oh, I know. Fucking moron. Yeah, I'm going with him. I think Seattle has a pretty good year this year. Yeah. Uh, Hank Aaron Award, which is the award for best hitter. Vlad. <laughs> I went with Vlad. <laughs> Vlad. Devers wins MVP. He's got to be my pick as well. So I'm going Devers here. Uh, and lastly, the AL reliever of the year. Um, oh Jesus, come back to me. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be Liam Hendricks, right? As much as I want to pick Ryan Presley or Iglesias, I mean, Hendricks is gross. I'll go with Hendricks because uh, Newman said so. Yeah, I mean, he's won it two years in a row. I actually went with Iglesias, though. I think if He's probably my X factor for the Angels. If they want to make a push, I think he's got to have 40, 45 saves uh, and probably a sub two ERA. So I'm going to go with him. Just to be different, I'm going to go Emmanuel Classe with the uh, Guardians. Disgusting. Yeah, he's gross. Uh, on the NL side of things, uh, who's your NL side young F? This is definitely a much harder pick than the AL. This, yeah, Colin, this was uh, pretty tough. Um, I'm going to go with Freddie Peralta of the Brewers. Uh, this one, I wasn't really sure. I had to do a little research. I got him on my fantasy team this year. I mean, he'll get the numbers last year. What a breakout year for him. And I assume he'll get more innings. Only pitched 144 innings last year. Um, obviously, they wanted to kind of protect his arm as long as they could. 10 wins, 195 Ks, 2.81, 0.97. Uh, I think he's just poised for a breakout year. and really going to take kind of that grasp right behind Burns. I think he's going to be better than Woodruff this year. Uh, obviously, I was high on Woodruff last year. So, Freddie Peralta, really excited to see what he can bring to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's quite the trio there in Milwaukee. Holy shit. Um, I feel like it's hard not to pick against DeGrom when he's healthy, but I, considering he's probably going to get injured, I'm actually going with Max Freed, uh, the Atlanta Braves. I just love what he brings. Not really a strikeout guy, pitch to contact guy, but he just gets outs. He's so efficient. He threw that complete game or last year in like 70 pitches. And, what he does for the Braves is ridiculous. They've got a great staff. Um, 
my sleeper, obviously, Sandy Alcantara, other guys, goes literally goes eight innings every time he pitches. So I'd like to see him have a good year again. Funny enough, that's actually going to be my pick, Sandy Alcantara. Yes. I uh, strongly considered Mike Soroka back from a couple injuries last year off a of torn Achilles. Strongly considered him in Atlanta. I actually went with Sandy as well. I mean, 205 wow. innings. I, I don't know if there are many pitchers who eclipsed 200 innings last year. 201 Ks, a 319, 107 whip. Uh, I think he's just going to get better. His stuff's fucking disgusting. And he's got a better lineup behind him for more run support. Uh, which should increase the the small win total of only nine wins for a guy who goes so deep into games. Uh, I'd expect him to land around 13 to 15 wins this year and uh, probably a, a point lower on the ERA. I think he's he's definitely capable of a 2-2. Uh, NL MVP, another interesting one. I said Soto. I mean, if you look at the end of the year that he had, really from summer on, I mean, he was on a different planet. Like, he was on Mars. I mean, he was hitting, like, 400. I mean, just disgusting numbers. I think outside of Vlad, he's, pro- he's definitely the best hitter in the game. I just can't bet against him. I think he's going to have a monster year again for a bad team. But I think you got to reward the good numbers. Oh, it's my turn. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Bryce Harper to repeat. He's on my fantasy team last year. He's a beast for me. Soto just walks too much to put up like home runs and shit, um, which is obviously good in his own way. But Bryce Harper just hits bombs. He steals. He does. He's a five tool player. So I like him to repeat. I'm also going with Bryce Harper. I'm going with Ronald Acuna, who's probably the favorite before he went down last year. I think he's going to have a fucking gigantic season. Uh, and Newman, I agree. Like Soto is that good, Ev, but. On a team with nobody else in that lineup, he's going to get walked so fucking much. That's a fair point. Fair point. We'll see. Um, rookie of the year in the NL. Um, I said Suzuki. Uh, there's just something about these Asian players coming over and they just make an impact. And I think he's going to play pretty damn well. Um, obviously, you see Otani and this dude got paid. And I think, like I said, I'm high on the Cubs for a reason. So I think he's going to be a big part of it. Yeah, I went with Suzuki as as well, to be honest. I feel like it's a not a lot of rookie talent in the NL. I was going to say O'Neal Cruz as of this morning, and then he got optioned down to AAA, so I just don't see him getting enough time in the big leagues to win it. Uh, Suzuki has struggled in spring training, but I think he's just kind of getting adjusted to the MLB, and I think he'll be fine this year for the Cubs. I will also be going with Suzuki. I'm going with Hunter Green, uh, electric stuff. He's going to have a huge um, role to fill for Cincinnati this year, obviously. No Sonny Gray, no Wade Miley. Uh, Miley was really good last year. I had him on my fantasy team. Uh, so there's definitely an opportunity to, for Green to grab a hold of a rotation spot. Uh, and I think his stuff's so good that he probably won't lose that spot. Um, I think he's going to have a really good year on a bad team. Uh, manager of the year in the NL. Well, I said earlier, nobody's high on the Cubs. I think David Ross is going to be my pick. Just a sleeper team. It's so easy to say Dave Roberts or um, Snicker or Council or, you know, Gabe Kapler. But I think it's about time that, like, somebody kind of, like, and because there's going to be some NL teams that kind of surprise people. I think Cubs are going to be one of those teams. Instead of giving it to one of the favorites, why not give it to somebody like that? I agree. Let's give it to Buck Showalter. Um, I think probably the smartest manager 
in the league right now. You watch him doing his shit for whatever program, MLB Network. I think he was on. That guy's a he's a baseball genius. And I think what he's going to bring to the Mets instead of fucking Luis Rojas is going to be so so like visible for them as they probably make the playoffs this year. So I'm going to go with Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter is also my pick. Going with Bob Melvin, as I alluded to earlier, I think the culture is going to be a huge part of the Padres, either success or failure this year, uh, and I'm banking on them being successful. I like Melvin a lot. Uh, Newman brought up Rojas, dude. That guy was an idiot. Fucking moron. Uh, Hank Aaron Award, best hitter. Uh, I could say Soto. Uh, pro- I'd probably say him, but like Trey Turner, too. He'll hit like 330 and have a great year, so probably one of those guys. I guess I have to stick with Soto since I said him for MVP, but uh, Trey Turner, sleeper, I'll be up there. Yeah, I'm doubling down on Bryce Harper. Yeah. I'm also doubling down on Bryce Harper. I am going with Nick Castellanos. I said I would mention a Philly signing. Uh, I think he's going to feast in that ballpark. Short left field porch. Um, I think it's a fuck ton of home runs. Obviously a very good contact hitter as well. Uh, he's going to, I would guess he has 50 fucking doubles next year with that fucking, uh, that triangle out in the outfield. Uh, I think Philadelphia is a fantastic park for him to have a lot of success at the plate with. And lastly, uh, our reliever of the year. Um, probably Josh Hader. I'd still have to go with. I think he's still got disgusting stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Josh Hader. He's the best reliever since Rivera hung him up. That guy, he's disgusting. Hader. I have a total sleeper pick off the board here. I'm going Camilo Duvall. Uh, I love his stuff. Uh, San Francisco right now, McGee slated to be their closer. I think he loses that job relatively quickly. I think it goes to Duvall. Uh, over 100 miles per hour, disgusting off-speed. And if San Francisco has a great year this year, like uh, most of you goons are predicting, not that I think they'll be bad, but I think uh, Duvall is going to have to have a good year at the back end of that bullpen. I, I see the pick, obviously, Hater, but like he's had his struggles before. Um, I like Duvall a lot. That, that wraps up the awards, actually, uh, which le- leads us to the rant, which is me this week. So let me start my timer here. Um, didn't really have anything to rant about. Nothing crazy going on in my life right now. We're going to rant about the fucking weather in Durham the past few days. Uh, what What's Thank this you. garbage where Mother Nature does this shit where it's like 70 and fucking beautiful? I mean, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago on Friday, it was 72 degrees and fucking sunny. Come back to school. It's dreadful. 30 degrees, 25 mile per hour winds. Nobody wants to be outside. It's fucking mid-March. It should be nice. The grass should be turning green. There should be no threat of fucking snow. Uh, there was a snow, there's like snow potential the other night because it was so fucking cold. Well, uh, not to interrupt, I got off the train and it was snowing from Boston after yeah. the season. I fucking hate the winter in general. I hate this climate change shit where the winter lasts for like five fucking months now. Uh, it's cold all the fucking time. Wind makes me cry. So every time I walk into a building, it looks like I'm fucking crying. Kid I sit next to in a class yesterday goes, dude, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, it's just the wind. Uh, I fucking tears rolling down my face. It's fucking pathetic and embarrassing. I can't help it. I wear sunglasses everywhere to try and shield myself from the wind. It doesn't fucking help. 
Uh, it's fucking miserable. A nicer day today. The sun was out, but I fucking hate being cold. I hate wind. I hate feeling like the wind is ripping through my clothes right to my skin. Like I'm being put in a thermo chamber to fucking detox or something. Uh, I, I fucking hate being cold. And that's my rant. Uh, oh. Hopefully this is the end of the cold weather. That was fucking funny with the, the tears. <laughs> Dude, it's fucking bad. Like I can walk outside for a minute. I'm crying. My nose is running. I have to blow my nose every time I walk into a building. It's just fucking a nuisance. That's funny as fuck. Yeah, uh, it's going to be 30. What'd you say, Newman? <laughs> I turned on my PlayStation. It was really loud. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> 30s all week, which kind of blows. <laughs> Since fucking when? I'm looking at it now. Rain, a lot of rain. Oh God! <laughs> well, we're fucked. I'd rather rain than snow. But anybody have anything to add before we wrap up? Fantasy baseball draft this Sunday night. I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the pod and our rosters next. Is week. it live? It's gonna be yes. live. Good, thank God. <laughs> no, the offline last year was fucking brutal. It's a disaster. It takes five fucking days. You don't know who's available. I mean, Evan, to think that you were going to do that again is fucking pitiful. What are you doing your rant again? I thought you already had your rant time. <laughs> it's fucking way more work for you too, dude. You got to go in and add all those motherfuckers. Well, it's for people that can't make the draft because there's always two people at least that can't make the draft. Fuck them. That makes some <laughs> if you really want to play, make some fucking time. Exactly. Sunday night, you shouldn't be doing anything but fucking sitting in bed, watching TV, and enjoying a nice meal before the week starts on Monday. I know that's what I'll be doing with my laptop on my fucking legs, kick back, maybe a bevy or two. It's going to be a great fucking time. Sounds fantastic. All right, fellas, let's wrap this thing. All right. Later. Peace. Peace. Put your tears away Ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset That's what you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one